The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So let's start with a, a short sitting and just begin with whatever usual practice you explore. It's helpful often in our sitting practice to allow relaxation. And then from that place of relaxation to begin to connect with our present moment experience. Often in our sitting practice, we're turned towards our inward experience, noticing the sensations of body and breathing. Just being present for your experience, whatever it is.
And now for the next couple minutes of the sitting. Many of you have probably been attending to your inner experience in the sitting. And I'd like to suggest you become aware that you're sitting in a room with other people. Even with your eyes closed, you can leave your eyes closed for now. You may have a sense. It could be an idea at first of just knowing that there are people nearby. There might be tiny little sounds or rustles that you hear that indicate the presence of other people. How does it feel for you in this moment to acknowledge consciously, mindfully, that you're sitting in a room in community? There may be different responses to this. No right or wrong here. What is your relationship to being in a community of people who are sitting together? How does that feel? Being mindful at the same time of the external, that you're in a community of other people. And the internal, how does that sit with you? How does that resonate with you? How does it affect you? And now you can open your eyes and actually take in the fact that you're with others, seeing if you can use the seeing, not to think about, not to think about people, but just to recognize this room with people sitting in it, being present for that. And how does this impact you? How does this affect you? Having your eyes open, is it different than it was with your eyes closed? The, the impact or the effect of knowing that you're sitting in a group of people?
So I'm curious, how was that for some of you? Did you notice a difference when I asked you to become aware that you were sitting with other people and what was that difference? And what was your relationship to that experience? Anyone willing to share about this? Yeah, I'll give it back. It wasn't as easy to focus. It wasn't as easy to focus inside. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And what was your relationship to that? Um, I wanted to focus. Okay, so you wanted you wanted to come inside. Uh huh. Yeah, so I kept going back and forth between the two. Uh huh. And what was that like? Um. So. It felt kind of awkward. Okay. Uh huh. So. This is great that you were interested in going back and forth. So it, it indicates you did notice a difference between the two. Can you, can you say something about... I mean, you said you noticed it's not as easy to focus, but can you say something about what the difference was? You might not. You might not be able to articulate it, but I'm just curious if you can say what the difference was. More scattered? More scattered, okay. Uh-huh. So... So that, um, you know, so to notice that that is a difference, I think that probably in, uh, in our, our practice of famil- familiarity with being inner, part of, part of that is why it's harder or feels scattered to turn the attention to something we're unfamiliar with. So it's not necessarily the case that um, uh, inherently attending to the outer would be scattered. But part of it, I think, is just that it's not so familiar. You know, I think when we first start to pay attention in our, in our mindfulness practice, it's, it's um, you know, we like having one thing, right? You know, we like the breath. It's like, you know, we want to pay attention just to one thing. It kind of keeps us settled. I remember when my teacher said, let go of the breath, just notice everything. It's like, ah! how do I do that? So it felt very scattered even though it was still trying to pay attention inwardly. So some of it is unfamiliarity, just unfamiliarity. So great that you noticed that difference and and that you were willing to play with going back and forth. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for describing that. Anyone else? Yeah. Is there a second mic we can... Okay, well... Um, it's on. Okay. I'm one of those people that, um, in order to be quiet, I've, I need to feel like I've got everything done. And um, there's always more to do. And so I was happy to um, have you say that, you know, that's a incorrect assumption that you can be peaceful once you get caught up with everything. And so I used the opening my eyes as a um, a way to look around and, and say, well, yeah, other people are, are being quiet. And I'm sure they, they get, you know, their whatever 
is not suffering because they're being quiet for these, this time period. And so a way to kind of reinforce that, that I could, um, for lack of a better word, waste time by just being <laughs> peaceful. <laughs> you had a whole room full of people demonstrating. <laughs> right. This. That, that this would actually be a, a productive activity rather than the frenzied uh-huh. doing yeah. Yeah. that our society is caught up in. And so when you open your eyes and see the community, it's supportive for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's beautiful. Thank you. Anyone else? Anybody have a, a shift of, um, an emotional shift when, yeah, so we'll start here and then back there. Um, this is very interesting because I'm sitting up here a little closer and most of you are behind me, but when I'm sitting with my eyes closed, I don't necessarily think, oh, I'm at IMC and we're all here together. But when you asked us to recognize that people are in the room with us, I immediately went to all of us are breathing the same air. Mm. We're all focusing on our breath, and I'm breathing everybody's out-breath as well. So it was like, we are all here. Uh-huh. And, um, it stopped from being my meditation uh-huh. to our meditation. And what was the emotional shift? Well, at first it was like, oh, wow, that's so amazing and so exciting. We're here. Then I have allergies. <laughs> so there was a little touch of, oh, my gosh, I'm taking a breath. Everybody's breath. <laughs> like, oh, allergies. <laughs> and I almost like started to sneeze. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> so at first there was a sense of connection, and then there was a little fear around that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so great you saw yeah. that. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, to obviously recognize it and say, okay, let it go. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So, fascinating. Oh, thank you. I don't, it, turn it on. It's on the side. It's green. Yeah. When we were just doing our sitting meditation, I was fine. I was not feeling too many emotions. I was pretty focused. But when you had us open our eyes, I got uneasy. Mm. Um, that mm-hmm. was the emotion I felt. Uh-huh. And I didn't feel the connection with the people in this room. Uh-huh. Uh. You know, as I said, there is nothing wrong with any response, right? This, this was your experience. That was your experience. That you, you opened your eyes and there was uneasiness. That's okay. You know, so your, your relationship with recognizing that you are in community, there's some uneasiness there. Honor that. That's where we start with our practice of relationship, is really understanding what is my relationship to relationship. So starting there. Okay, in a group, maybe it's a group this size. I mean, you might, one thing you might explore this week is noticing relationship. And that's one thing I'd like to ask you to do. Just today, it's going to be very simple. What I'm going to encourage you to do is just wherever you are, when you are with people, see if you, so this is another project to remember. See if you can remember this is another person. There is a relationship here, even if it's just a transitory one. You know, even if it is um, the relationship between you and the person in front of you in the in the grocery line, or it's between you and the the cashier. Recognize that's another person and there is 
a relation, we're in the same space, you know, that this is, there is a kind of relationship of us being in the same space at a minimum. See what happens. What is your relationship to noticing that you're in these simple relationships? And so one thing for you it might be interesting to see is does this unease differ or does the, the, the relationship to being in relationship differ depending on how many people are in the room, whether they're talking, whether they're silent, uh, whether you have activity to do. You know, just notice what the differences are. Just get familiar with how you are in relationship. And I applaud you for having the courage to say that because I know that can be a scary thing to say. So, um, yeah, to just be honest with yourself. For all of you, be honest with yourself. With the honesty is where our practice unfolds from. So, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And then there, I think there was another over here. Did, um, no? Okay. So, I think in the guided, you, you mentioned first, like, something like, be aware that there's a group of people around you. I was like, okay. And that was okay. And then you said something like, um, be aware that it's a community. And the word community has a different connotation for me. There's more a sense of togetherness rather, whereas group of people is just people. Uh-huh. And so, um, so like, I guess when, you, uh, when the word community came up, I, I actually felt like a sense of like, because I, I don't spend that much time at this in this I don't come that often to the Sangha, so there was a sense of like almost like like just a little bit of rejection, like this is not my community mm-hmm. in a way. Um, or I'm not sure or something like that. Uh-huh. Just a, yeah. Uh-huh. And then looking around and then having the eyes open and then just taking in the seeing. Um, um I'm trying to see what the mind what did my my mind do. Um, I think I think it started to say something like, "Well, uh, we're all here because we want to. We're interested in mindfulness. We want to learn mindfulness, and that's something that we all share, and that I share with these people. And you know, we all just wish to be happy, and that kind of brought a little greater sense of connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this is a, again an interesting exploration of, you know, first it sounds like a sense of. Uh, do I belong? Almost a little bit of a question around belonging. And that, I think, is a, it's a huge question for all of us around relationship. You know, do I belong in this group, whether it's, you know, with three people or two people or ten people? That question of belonging can come up a lot. And so, to, to again, be honest, oh, there's a little bit of, hmm, not sure. And it may be, it may be a sense of, do they think I belong or do I think I belong? You know, it could be on both sides of it. It might be, oh, really wanting to belong but feeling like some, for some reason you're feeling like they don't let you in, the others don't let you in. Versus in this case it sounded a little bit like, well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I want to be in this community. <laughs> you know, so it's a little bit of that holding back. And so, you know, just again, noticing that. Noticing, oh, this is the relationship to this relationship. That's what I'm asking for people to explore, to just really be honest with that. Anyone else want to share something? Yeah, over here. Oh. 
Um, I, I actually had, it was very strange in a way, I was sitting quietly, it was fine, and then um, you, I think you extended this invitation to sort of be aware of the community and to look, I don't, I thought you said look around um, at that point, so I, I slowly I opened my eyes and I kind of wandered around and in large groups I tend to find that I only remember a few faces. And so I thought, what a great opportunity. Everybody has their eyes closed. <laughs> so kind of just wandered around noticing who was in the room. And then you actually said about opening eyes again, or at least I heard that. And uh, still, most eyes stayed closed. Uh, it was a very slow opening, because obviously I had my eyes open. And then, then I thought, oh, what if somebody looks at me and, and sees me looking at them? <laughs> it was just this passing thing. And then I caught your eyes. And I just did what I normally do, which is smile. And then I thought, well, we're supposed to just be aware. We're not supposed to smile. If you, so catch, some, if you catch somebody's eyes and the automatic response is to smile, <laughs> let it happen. But, <laughs> I know, but it was, and, and it kind of ended there because everybody was opening their eyes and then it was comfortable. But it was in that moment where it was, <laughs> was like I'm looking at people and they're not my eyes shouldn't be open. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, so you were a little bit judging yourself around yeah. Yeah. what was happening. But it sounds like there was some, a little bit of an emotional response for you too. What was that? Um, being out, really, is such a different experience than, than going deeper. Um, that thing about smiling, which is automatic for me and being out, I'm going to engage the other. Uh -huh. So I'm no longer really present to me in, in that full sense of, of so here's maybe isn't even... Here's another there. exploration for all of you. This is... Um, uh, Saira Utejaniya... Um, talks about mindfulness in daily life having this quality of what he calls 50-50 mindfulness. 50% of the attention on what you're doing. The fact that there's relationship, the fact that there's stuff going on. And 50% of the attention on how it is affecting you. That was the other piece I kept coming back to in the questions. You know, you're noticing that you're in community. How does that affect you? And so it's, it's this blend of, you know, often when we've got our eyes closed, it's like, okay, close the eyes, shut out the world, and how am I experiencing things? What this is asking us to do is take in the world and be aware of how I'm experiencing things. And what you say is very common, that when we do turn to what's going on, to essentially the content, to what we're doing, who we're engaged with, we tend to lose touch with how it affects us. And so that's a question, too, in this exploration around relationships. So, you know, what does it feel like to be uh, knowing that there's a relationship 
in these simple ways. I mean, it's, 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 it doesn't have to be that you like gaze soulfully into their eyes or anything. You know, that's not what I'm talking about. But just being aware, this is another person here. And how does that affect you? So that it could be this back and forth, kind of what you were describing almost. It's like, okay, I'm aware that there's a person there. And whew, how does that feel? Oh, there's a little bit of contraction. Or, oh, there's a little bit of a feeling of, you know, um, almost like, like I understand something about what that person is experiencing. You know, we are very sensitive when we are mindful. Way more sensitive than we give ourselves credit for. For... Uh, picking up on what's happening, and there's a da- there's a little danger here in um, because what you are experiencing is your own experience. It's not what the other person is experiencing, and yet there is a there is a way that like if somebody's face has an expression of sadness on it, there's a way in which we can feel that, or somebody's posture, you know. We can feel some of that. And, and the, there's a danger in you know, assuming that you know what somebody else is experiencing. But at the same time, to take it in, oh, I take this person in and this is the feeling. Is this, is this feeling kind of... Um, you know, to know that it's your own feeling related to that person. But also you could, you could just hold that you know, maybe this is about them not about me. So, you know, exploring, exploring that uh, inner and outer together. Did that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> exploring the inner and outer together. Um, it's a practice. I mean, it's, again, you know, as you said, it's, it's harder. But this is, this, is, uh, this is one of the things I, I would like for there to be an exploration of this week. And it can be helpful to start it in non-threatening <laughs> relationships. I mean, I've been playing with this for a little while and um, I was sitting in my car. I mean, the, I'm really doing this in my car and there it's really, you know, it's like they have no idea that they're in relationship with me much of the time, you know, but, but I'm sitting in my car at a stoplight and somebody with an iPhone, you know, walks by and I notice that and Oh, also I have found that this practice of noticing this relationship is greatly supported by not being in a hurry. By not rushing to where I'm going. Because then I can be more, you know, I'm sitting at this stoplight and, you know, I'm just, I'm watching this person, you know. And maybe the person's a little slow crossing and I have to wait a little longer. The light turns green and I have to wait. So, but, but if I'm in relationship with this person, there's, it's, it's like less of a sense for me less of a sense of making that person an object and becoming more aware that that person is also a being that has their own plans, their own thoughts, their own joys, their own sorrows. And so it opens me to the possibility of relating to somebody not as somebody in my way or not in my way, somebody to do something for me or not do something for me, but another being in this world. And so, you know, just watching, watching somebody cross in front of me, you know, it's like just a little moment of feeling, oh, there is this subtle connection there. That person doesn't even know there's a connection, probably. But just this subtle connection. 
Sometimes I've seen what happens when I'm doing this. Um, well, last night I was, uh, it was a couple nights ago, I was out somewhere and um, the person behind the cash, the cash register, I finished my transaction and I was waiting for my friend and the, the cashier was standing there and I just, you know, was just noticing this person and noticing them as a person, as a being. And, and she looked up and caught my eye. And we smiled, and, uh, and she just, you know, said a few words of greeting, and we had a nice little exchange, and it became an, an obvious relationship for those few moments. So, you know, this kind of just little exploration around um, relationship, I think, helps us to navigate the world mindfully, helps us to not be so... Um, oriented just around our own agendas and goals, but to recognize, oh, you know, others have their own agendas and goals too. Oh, another place I'm playing with this, just to tell you about this, is on the freeway. Um, Something I realized that I was very prone to do was just be completely shutting off or like ignoring, actively ignoring the fact that all of those cars had other beings in them. You know, I was relating to the cars and how they were moving. And then I began to notice I could see somebody's hands on the steering wheel in my rearview mirror. Or I could see a head or two in a car a couple up ahead of me. And I began realizing, wow, there are people in these cars. Well, <laughs> duh, you know. <laughs> I knew there were people in these cars. But, but to really understand and to, to know this is actually a relationship, you know. And vastly, the relationship works really well in on the freeway, we all kind of follow the same rules, but you know, it just it just creates a different um, perspective on how we navigate the world. And in a way, this is the you know, this is kind of a um, a way of uh, practicing mindfulness that can help to take us out of our own kind of little eddy, our own little whirlwind of our own plans and ideas and agendas and kind of our self-centeredness. For me, I've seen this really, it's like it creates this whole huge network of beings that each is their own center, helping me to recognize there's a lot going on out there. There's a lot going on that's not about me. You know, that's, that's so much our perspective in the world, is that it's about me. I mean, it's, you know, somebody, somebody cuts you off and it's about you. It's like, you know, that person is being mean to you. And, and it's like, maybe that person has a hospital to get to, or, you know, we don't know what's going on with the other person. And so beginning to, to open to this possibility of... Uh, just exploring how it is for you in relationship with others. And again, honesty is really the best place to begin. You know, does it feel threatening? Does it feel confusing? Does it feel uneasy? Does it feel tentative? Does it feel sweet? <laughs> does it feel joyful? You know, what, what is it? And how does it change as you notice it? Do you have something else you wanted to? Yeah, um... It's, I under, 
taken everything that you said. Um, my issue maybe something that my realization is that it's somewhat the opposite. Like uh, if I'm on a retreat, I'm grateful that we don't have to, uh, that I can look at socks uh -huh. as opposed to looking at faces uh -huh. because I do exactly. I mean, if I'm in a car and somebody cuts me off, I always have this sense that there's a reason and so forth. And, and that thing about smiling as my automatic means that I have now turned myself over to the other. Okay, so, yeah, so for you. I have this care, to, you know, so then I yeah. become um, untrue to myself. Yeah, and there, that definitely is another perspective that I wanted to address, that, you know, there can be, somebody can be so outwardly focused that they miss what's happening here. And so that... What came up for me in this? Yeah, and so again, you know, for you particularly, um, really honoring how does it feel? You know, it, it, it's like it, you, we have to be engaged somewhat with people, you know, as we're going to grocery stores and driving and things like that. Um, but for you particularly, you know, if you, if you tend to have the inward perspective, then see if you can come to, uh, you know, if, if, you're, if you're easier having the focus inward, then see if you can stretch to expand to the outward. If it's habitual for you to have the outward focus, try to, try to see if you can expand to have the inward without giving up the other. And so, you know, really, it, I think that finding that balance, that middle ground, that 50-50 place, gives us um, a good place to navigate from. Yes, it's the same thing, and, and, and it's hard to take your automatic, whichever way it is. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. That's what we're doing. That's the practice. <laughs> yes. And so, and so for you, you know, one of the things you can notice is um, you know, you're in relationship with somebody, how you give yourself over. And, you know, so what does that feel like? And is it possible to reconnect, you know, to, to notice that habitual movement? And is it possible to, um, I would say, rather than do this, you know, it's like this is often the movement, let's turn inward, look inward. But rather than that, let's say back up so that you can see yourself and the other person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have a question. Um, I, you know, I, I think this exercise is really interesting, but I am not quite understand how, why do you call, for instance, you mentioned this example of being in a stop uh, sign and seeing someone just for a brief period of time passing by. Why do I call that relationship? Yeah. That's the feeling. That's the experience. When I turn my attention and connect, this is another being. The feeling is that there's a relationship there. That's why I call it relationship. It's a very brief one. Uh, and it surprised me as I started exploring this to, you know, be calling it that. But that's the experience. 
And so look for yourself what happens as you attune to, maybe you don't need to use the word relationship at first, but just attune to, oh, there's another person here. What is that like to know I'm a person and this is a person here? What is that like? You may start to find your own language for what that is. It may not be relationship for you, but for me, that, that is what it, it, it feels like, relationship. Yeah. Any other comments or questions? We, we need to stop soon. Yeah, back here. I just remembered one more thing. Um, so when I'm scattered like that or I feel like I can't focus or, but I listen to music in my head uh-huh so that grounds me so you you use that as a tool to help settle you down mm-hmm. um, I don't know if that's a good thing or not but I've noticed see what happens play with it you know see if you can stay see if it, I mean if it's used if it's used to help disconnect you from the other, then see if it can happen without a disconnection. So just pl- see, see what its function is. Uh, is. Is that disconnect from the scatteredness so that you can focus? Or is it something that actually s- settles down the scatteredness so that you can be connected with stuff? I think it's soothing and relaxing. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, yeah, play with that and see, see what happens. Yeah. So um, a couple more pieces that I'll talk more about tomorrow night around relationship. Um, there's, you know, the Buddha, the Buddha talked about relationship in different ways and um, uh, generosity, uh, non-harming, and um, various flavors of love being three of the main relationships that um, he encouraged us to support and cultivate with our fellow human beings. And so um, in this exploration of relationship, you can hold in your mind just these questions or just a sense of... um, you know, in a way, when I was watching that person cross in front of me on the sidewalk, there was a feeling of patience and generosity to let that person be. To not, like, in subtle ways, you know, inch up a little bit to hurry them on. Or, you know, just like... Th- th- so there was, there was a little sense of being generous with them in their space. And so we can, um, in exploring relationships, simple relationships, small relationships even, begin to um, drop in or be curious about how this relationship may relate to generosity, non-harming, and loving-kindness. And, and I'll talk about this more tomorrow. Um, that that aspect of of uh, working with relationship because I think it's a it's a big one in my own um, practice. This uh, this orientation 
has it's like it's like there's two two orientations to waking up we can we can orient outwardly and we can orient inwardly neither one is right or wrong i think the outward orientation can tend to um, appoint us to how we're connected and point us to uh, the heart qualities, perhaps. And the inner, the inner can also point us to those heart qualities in ourselves and can also um, um, more directly point to the wisdom side of noticing how our minds do what they do and get caught as they get caught and relate to impermanence and unreliable experience and ways of confusion and contraction. So I'm not saying that, you know, outer practice is about love and inner practice is about wisdom. But there's, uh, I think both, both offer... Um, the opportunity to explore these different threads of connection and wisdom. So it's time to stop. So I hope to see some of you tomorrow morning at 7.30, bright and early.